L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. It's 1.21 a.m. in an overrunning sewer in the bowels of Los Angeles. And you're listening to Night Call. Hello and welcome to Night Call, a podcast for your strange days and lonely nights. My name is Emily Oshida. I am in Los Angeles. Woo-woo, and woo. with me, not on the other end of the line, but in front of my own goddamn face, <laughs> I have Molly Lambert. And sitting across from Emily and I, hello, it's Tess Lynch, of course. Meet space. <laughs> Meet space. Welcome back. Both of you, I have been here, as I generally am, in Los Angeles. Tess and I have been jet-setting. Emily, you and Tess have been on jet-setting journeys. Emily, why don't you tell us about your journey to Sundance? I was at the Sundance Film Festival in Park City, Utah. Um, It was actually, like, the chillest time I've had there because I wasn't drinking. And so, thus, was not really going to that many parties. And also had... Uh, an express pass so I could just like waltz into movies I mean like it's not a humble brag it's an, it's a brag bag and the only reason I'm bragging about it is because um, I don't know if any like film Twitter people it's like uh, the listening. Disneyland fast pass of film Twitter kind <laughs> of but it's specifically political this year because like famous troll of film Twitter Jeff Wells uh, there was a kerfuffle a couple a couple months ago because he his long-standing uh accreditation and express pass were revoked. Do you guys know who he is? Yeah, no. he's like an idiot. He's, Wait, a, he's, he's a crazy person. Okay. He's who, like a racist. And yeah, and he's just a, an absurd human being. But he kind of is one of these people who's just, he started off in the trades and now he has his own blog and he just goes to all these festivals. Everybody will just like welcome him with open arms and it's just completely unclear why because he's kind of like, like a senile dinosaur. Are people like afraid of him? Is that why? I have no idea. I think 
it's just like old time's sake. Like, what happens when film Twitter congregates in meat space? Um, Karaoke. There's a lot of like, oh, that's what you look like. <laughs> like we're very po- a post body crowd. Um, but I did get to meet like several people that I had not met before. Like you know, just sitting waiting for the movies. So that was fun. But you see some good movies. Um, yeah, I saw a couple good movies. Emily's Movie Corner. I saw a lot of movies, and I didn't get to see the ones I was most excited to talk about here because I didn't get to see Penny Lane's um, Church of uh, or like Satanic Church. Oh, we love Penny um, Lane. Penny Lane, come on, Night Call. Yeah, yes, I know. Penny She's Lane is so a documentary cool. director who makes all the best documentaries. Yeah, um, that one I really wanted to see. Hopefully, I'll get to like maybe see it on a screener later or something. But it was called Hail Satan, and I heard very good things about it. Um, probably my favorite, like my favorite as far as Night Call picks goes would be a movie called We Are Little Zombies. It's um, from Japan, and it's just a completely bananas thing about these kids who uh, they all lose their parents in various incidents and accidents. And then uh, they decide to form a band to help them refine their emotions. Um, it's, like, stylistically totally insane. Like, every scene is shot a different way. And there's a song in it that they sing that has been stuck in my head pretty much since the day I saw the movie. Uh, It's very good, and it doesn't have any distribution yet, but hopefully it will. But I was, like, comparing it to The Lure, um, which, have you guys seen that The Mermaid Horror It's the Mermaid one, yeah. You guys have to see The Lure. The Lure is bananas, but that, when I saw that at Sundance, the year it was there, it was one of these things where I was like, I can't believe this is here. Like, in between the the bittersweet family dramas and coming-of-age stories, there's this completely insane vampire musical, like Vampire Mermaid musical. And that's kind of how uh, Little Zombies felt. Yeah! It's a full-on musical. It takes place in the 80s at, like, a nightclub, and... These, and they're vampire mermaids? They're, yeah, well, they eat men. Okay. Um, nice. Wait. <laughs> so they're like sirens. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, oh. they are. And King of horror. Yeah. And things that eat people. And Sundance. And Sundance. Velvet Buzzsaw, Velvet man. Velvet Buzzsaw. Did you, did you guys watch it? I watched it. Tess has not had the chance to watch it yet. And just I, I just got back. Knows, I just got back. She knows nothing about it. No. So I was like. We got a picture on We got a Velvet picture Buzzsaw. on it. I was quite excited to see this one, even though, you know, sometimes it's like you get very excited to see a movie at Sundance, and especially recently, then it comes out like a week before. Oh, it's on Netflix. It's going to be out on Netflix like next week. So there's just that kind of like, oh, do I really need to go see it out here? But I did. I went to like the first showing because I was stoked and it's like Jeff or Jake Gyllenhaal is in his like weird p- period right now or his, his Nick like, Cage period is what yeah. I said yeah he's like fast forwarding to Nick Cage zone well Nightcrawler um, was a real yeah, yeah that was kind of the beginning of it I think um and that was Dan Gilroy who directed Velvet Buzzsaw which is like an art world horror satire an LA art world horror satire okay about uh-huh. evil paintings that kill people. That sounds kill. so good. <laughs> Here, let me pitch it to you even okay, better. Please. You can watch it on Netflix at home. There we go. Yeah. I am sold. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I it, watched it last night. Yeah. Um, after Emily and Our I wee spa adventure. had a wee spa adventure. More on that later. More on that later. Uh, and yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it, especially because I was watching it at home. And mm. I, As movies are meant to be watched. <laughs> I mean, the thing about it is... It's very hard to parody the art world because it is right. so ridiculous. Right. Yeah. Um, especially the LA art world. I was like, some of these things are crazy, but like not, not. crazier than anything yeah. that I've actually been to. Yeah. That's like this. Yeah. Uh, I think the most fun that Gilroy has with it and the actors too is like the looks of people. Like it's just heightened. And like Tony Collette, especially. She yeah, plays... Tony Collette, Scream Queen Tony Collette. <sighs> yes. <laughs> makes an appearance as like a rich uh, art gallery lady. She's like, she was a curator at a museum, but then she got a job like being an art advisor for some wealthy for buyer. Rich people. So suddenly she's like swimming in the money and is like, yeah. And they talk about like, oh, the rich people like have these paintings that like nobody even ever sees because they're just in crates. And like, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. She's like, I used to think that was bad, but now I'm like, who? cares yeah. give me that money as long as i get paid <laughs> along the way and are, Ren- those are not the pictures that kill people though no no and renee russo is in it everybody has a great character name a lot the of names are bananas uh, in it. tony uh, collette's name is or gretchen i think but renee russo is um redora redora hayes 
And so they're all anagrams. Jake Gyllenhaal's yeah. character's <laughs> yes. name is Morph. Morph okay. Van Duwalt, which is what sold me on this movie. Was yes. that his name is Morph. M O R F. Okay. Um, um, there's somebody named like John Don Don. Yeah, John <laughs> Don Don. That's um, no. Tom Sturridge <laughs> plays um, John Don Don. <laughs> Today's episode of Night Call is brought to you by Rothy's Shoes, stylish, sustainable, and comfortable enough for everyday wear anywhere. Rothy's, a flat made from water bottles, they've recycled almost 20 million bottles, are the most comfortable shoes ever. They're flexible, breathable, they're super cute. They come in four styles, the flat, the point, the loafer, and the sneaker, and they're available in both women's and girls' sizes. They have a great selection of colors and patterns, and new ones arrive every few weeks. Another great thing about Rothy's is that you can wash them. So we all got pairs of Rothy's to try out, and they're so I, – I love them. I've gotten a ton of compliments. I have the yellow flats. They're super um, comfy. They're so comfy. Yeah. And you can throw them in the washing machine, which I, like, am about to do. Them. Yeah, I wish I could wash all my shoes. I know. Well, you technically – I think you can wash other shoes, but I'm, like, a little – there's so many components. These are, right. like – I actually believe you can wash they're them. They're so streamlined that it feels possible. Yeah, they keep their shape, too, They keep their great. shape. They're also really, really breathable. They just kind of feel like socks. And I brought them to D.C. on my trip recently, and I wore them in the airport. They're kind of the perfect shoe to bring on a plane because they are so light and tiny. They're just great. I love my Rothy's. I know you will, too. Right now, Rothy's has an amazing deal for our listeners. You can use code NIGHTCALL, all one word, to get free shipping with no minimum. Free shipping and free returns exchanges on your Rothy's shoe, and you probably won't return them because they're awesome. So you go to rothys.com, R-O-T-H-Y-S.com, and enter NIGHTCALL, N-I-G-H-T-C-A-L-L, to get your new favorite flats and free shipping. It's a no-brainer. They're shoes that are comfortable, stylish, and sustainable, and free shipping. Go get yourself a pair today. Rothys.com promo night call. Get this deal while it lasts. Yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. There were things, you know, nitpicky, many nitpicky things about it. That... Well, it makes its point with like a sledgehammer and then it keeps yes. banging oh, the sledgehammer. Well, that's what I was going to say <laughs> is that also uh, legendary character actor Dick Miller just passed away. R.I.P. Dick Miller. R.I.P. Um, beloved star of Gremlins. and But he was in a bunch of Roger Corman movies, including this movie Bucket of Blood, A Bucket of Blood, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is like a 50s horror movie about a beatnik coffee shop guy who accidentally kills somebody and then like covers them in concrete and becomes like a super hip artist because of it. Ooh, it's like House of Wax. Yeah, it's like House of Wax, but it's like, it's just like, it's like an art world parody where it's like, then he has to kill more people to make more sculptures. As one does. Ah. As one does. Um, And his character's name is like Marvin Paisley or something. It felt very, it's very spiritually related to this movie. Marvin Paisley. This movie's silly. I it's sort of I silly. my only complaint is I wish Jake Gyllenhaal had gone even more Nick Cage right. with it. It was a little more restrained than I expected. Right. But don't you have to save some of that for later? Well, he did even it. Nick Cage didn't go full Nick Cage. No, but he later. he's already gone full he Nick d- Cage for Okja. And in Nightcrawler. I feel like in Nightcrawler, too, I was just like, oh, you're just like, be a weird character actor. Well, I interviewed Dan Gilroy last week. Um, You can find my review of the film and my interview with Dan Gilroy on Vulture.com. But I I asked him, you know, just about how much of this character was what you wrote and how much was what Jake brought to the table. And, like, the stuff that Jake brought to the table was apparently, like, he needs to ride a, like a, a Mini Cooper Clubman. Like he had the car specifically <laughs> that he drove and then he had a flip phone. And the quote was something like, I like tradition and Morph is a traditionalist. He has a flip phone. <laughs> <laughs> the old tradition of right, flipping the yeah. phone. He's playing a character who is based on Jerry Saltz, yeah. the New well, York Magazine art critic. I don't know. I mean, he's based on Jerry Saltz maybe as far as like – the influence that Jerry Saltz wields. Like, I was actually, just recently, because I had to review um, Welcome to Marwin, I was going back and, like, looking at all Speaking of the of coverage. Speaking of outsider art. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, like, that was, like, a big outsider art story where, like, suddenly this was, like, the biggest thing happening in the art world. And Jerry Saltz was actually a really big part of that. Like, he wrote about it in The Voice. So what you're saying is that Velvet Buzzsaw is in the Marwin verse? 
Yeah, I mean, it is about like a like a guy yeah, with a tragic about, backstory who has these cursed paintings. To pitch it basically. to you, they like find a dead guy's paintings and turn him into an art world star. And his name death. is also ridiculous. And his too. name is also silly. And then the paintings turn out to be haunted. And they kill everybody who seeks to profit off of his work. Yes. So anybody who like is trying to make money off of his art. But, like, through other artwork, though, it's not through the paintings themselves. The paintings themselves, they just, like, hallucinate that they're bleeding. Mm-hmm. But then they get eaten by other artwork. So, like, Tony Collette gets eaten by, like, this giant orb, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> which is actually the best scene on the whole movie. Yes, and it And is. Dan Gilroy told me that um, she screamed so loud that she couldn't hear when they had called cut. Whoa. Like, that to go is the best scene in the movie for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a lot of like, I mean, it basically, not to spoil it, spoiler alert, it builds up to a bunch of big set pieces of people getting killed off. That's by, like, all that you're there for. Uh, yeah. Sculptures, which yeah. just really opens up the possibilities of like other sculptures that could kill people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What would you like to be killed by the most? Honestly, that LACMA um, outside of LACMA, there's that giant suspended boulder oh, yeah. over the walkway. Yeah, uh-huh. And I'm always just like, oh, yeah. waiting. It's just going to happen. <laughs> that's, a, that's like even more murdery than anything in the movie. Very brutalist. Yeah. yeah. It would be kind of cool to be like killed by a Sarah, like to just be like buried or like entombed. In oh, that's a scary idea. Yeah. There's yeah. something, there's a part, I mean, I won't go too into spoilers, but it's a lot of, <laughs> you know, if you've ever been in a gallery and been like, that thing looks like it's kind of dangerous in a weird way. Uh-huh. This is the movie for you. Mm-hmm. It's very... I'm sold, man. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Enjoy. A Night Called Delight. Oh, you know what would be a really good thing to be in a horror movie? Um, this is a, I think it's a Dia Beacon but there are these, um, I forget who does them, but they're these holes that are in the ground. And they um, they cordon it off so you can't walk up uh, close enough to see the bottom of the hole. So it just looks like it could be an endless hole. Ooh. <laughs> That's, uh, that, that, yeah, I would... I would uh, Go die and there's also yeah. those like Clyde Oldenburg. Like, was that who it was? He yeah. did the floor burger and stuff. Oh, you know oh, what? Those look like they could kill I you. I actually went very... to an art installation once that killed somebody. Oh, no. really? Now that I think about it, okay. yes. What was now the art it's not funny anymore. It, it well, it was the umbrellas on the Cristo umbrellas. Oh, yeah. Wait, oh, right. Did right. those kill somebody? Yeah. Like the, they have like we the went, vaguest memory. There are the Cristo umbrellas. There were some in I think Japan, and then in California there were like blue ones in Japan and yellow ones in California. And it hmm. was like we were on a road trip and we like stopped and saw them. But it was like the crazy stormy day, and we left because it was so windy. And then later that day, one of them like fell on somebody. Oh my god! Wow. And killed them. Ah! Uh, uh, no killer art. Hey, speaking of things that can kill you, can I tell you guys that I took a plane trip? Hey, congratulations. Yeah. No, no, no big deal. No, no big deal. Hold the advice. Okay. <laughs> Please clap. No gremlin uh, on the wing. Clap. No, this was my first plane trip in a – actually, I took one to New York, but I'm I'm terrified. I really hate to fly. Uh, but it was it was really great. Um, I flew Alaska Airlines and I was – before we started recording, I was like just saying how much I enjoyed my Alaska Airlines well, we flight. They're not even sponsoring us. But we were saying too last week we were talking about the glory of golden age air travel yes. as yeah. described by people who – Mostly our parents. Mostly our parents. Right. And yeah. then some – a night caller very generously – should I say who it is? Hold on. Well, they sent us a a really good... uh, We got some pictures. I took umbrage with the idea that planes have staircases inside of them. And they, but they did. They and then did. they provided they photo do. evidence. That I, they, I don't, I've, I've been on one that has a staircase. Oh, right? well, fancy. Well, but I didn't get to go up the staircase. It was like, you have to, I don't know. It, what was upstairs? I think I was on a KLM flight that had the lounge upstairs. They're so cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we got sent these, these pictures of the stairs. So now that I know that my parents didn't invent those, that's nice. Um, but I went to D.C. and it snowed which was awesome. But also um, outside of my hotel, which was uh, right by, it was like pretty close to the to the White House area. I don't know. Uh, there was this little park with nothing in it really, but there was this guy. We had to pass through the park. We were going to a museum and there was this guy who was surrounded by pigeons and squirrels. 
And we were like, oh, you must just be throwing birdseed on the ground. And then we saw that they all of the pigeons would come up to him and climb up his body. And so he was, what? like, covered in pigeons. He had peanuts, like, in the shell that he would crush. And then all of these peanuts would come and squirrels would come hang out on his shoulder. <laughs> and I went over and I was like, can See? I get in on this? And I did get in on it. Yeah. And so I got to be covered in pigeons. Oh, my. Oh, there, that's my nightmare. Are there pictures? By those. Speaking of nightmares. Yes, pictures. Oh, please send. I, I put some on my Instagram. Uh, my kids got to hold the pigeons. My husband's got to hold the pit. My husband's. My husband, singular, got to hold the pigeons. My husband's. And I got to hold a squirrel. My and husband's it, the pigeons. My husband's. My, my <laughs> avian husband. It was amazing. Although it was If weird. you let the birds cover you, you're all married now. It's true, yeah. As, as is customary in my culture. Um, but yeah, it was it was awesome. Even though growing up in New York, it was like, that's just such a... Everyone's like, are you crazy? You broke the pigeon taboo. Yeah, I did. I was wearing gloves. At, it was cold. Yeah, it was so falconry. Was you were covered. Yeah, they didn't touch your bare skin. What about your hair? They were in there. (laughs) No, that's not in there. No, no, Hitchcock was there. I'm not. I'm not going to repeat right now my nightmare about about pigeons, which happened to me. Oh no! Wait, tell me. I mean, but it's not. It's it's just gross. It's not like baroque. It's just that in in Rome when I was a a teenager, my mom was staying there working on a. uh, She was like doing her her dissertation. So. we had this apartment and and near the end of our stay we were just like you know we kept getting these little tiny bites and stuff and then we realized that there were these like mites that came mm-hmm. into the apartment and they came in because the pigeons were like roosting outside the bathroom window like yeah. w- like we had they were so tiny we couldn't see them but as soon as you like looked closer you could just see all the little mites we know from, all about yeah. bird mites we know no. about no. Bird mites. I had some it's pigeons so roost on my back porch and I thought they were really cute until no. I looked it they're, up and learned about bird mites they're and covered then in lice they're, I thought oh. that I I like got super just hypochondriac that I had bird mites and I was telling Tess that I was like reading the internet a lot to learn about like what were the symptoms and that there were definitely some people who really had it but there were also some people who had crystal meth psychosis. Yeah and they thought their skin it was like. It was like the symptoms were so similar that it was like people were like well I'm like feel itchy all the time and Oh, my God. I figured that I'd been on a plane, so I'd already done the scariest thing in the world. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to go for it. But also it was freezing cold. And I think, like, later when I, I was like, was it. that smart, Tess? I was like, but it Yolo. was so cold that probably all the parasites were dormant. I love that theory. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The freeze there the bugs something off. about being it's, cold that's It's good. their yearly well. cleanse. Eight, five, twelve, twelve. 15. Today's episode of Night Call is brought to you by Zola. Zola is the easiest way to plan your wedding and registry all on one site. You can also send out invitations. It makes planning a wedding really, really easy and simple. You can conveniently manage everything online and in one place, and it saves so much time because planning weddings, and I know from experience, is a very hectic and time-consuming thing. It's like having another job, but like a really great job, a very rewarding job, but still a whole other job. So when you sign up for Zola, you get a free wedding website, which can kind of be a go-to place for all your wedding guests to find information about your wedding and the time and place, registration details, and all of that. They have all these custom designs that you can uh, put together and and a lot of like pre-made templates so that you can make a really nice-looking wedding website without necessarily knowing anything about making a website. But I think the greatest part about Zola, and I know this from experience because I used it myself for my wedding, is the wedding registry. Um, Instead of registering at one store where you're kind of limited by everything they have there, Zola picks from a lot of different merchants and some of your favorite brands, some of your favorite uh, internet-based brands. You can get Brooklyn and Sheets on Zola. You can get OXO, uh, Cuisinart, Sonos, Airbnb even. Uh, you can create a wedding fund. You can you can really customize your registry to be what you want it to be for your wedding. There's no cookie cutter weddings with Zola. So night call listeners to start your free wedding website and also get $50 off your registry on Zola. Go to Zola.com slash call. That's Z-O-L-A dot com slash C-A-L-L. And once again, that's a free wedding website and $50 off your registry at Zola.com slash call. 12, 9, 
20, 5, 14, 5, 18, 19. But also on the plane. I was going to say. Yeah. Life is like an action thriller. It is, isn't it? So on the plane, I think it was that on Alaska, you have to pay for Wi-Fi, but you can just get messages. So I couldn't do what I did last time, which was read um, six hours of the legal Reddit forums. <laughs> and I found there's another great form of entertainment called watching a movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's really cool. You got, So I watched a bunch of them. But the best one that I watched was The Fugitive, which I'd seen like a hundred times, but for some reason it hit the spot so well. And I know that Molly also watched a good 90s film. I've been watching a bunch of 90s. Well, one was a thriller. I watched The Firm for the first time. The Firm time. is so good. The Firm is so good. <laughs> uh, and I watched Scent of a Woman, which is not a thriller, but is... Uh, it's a grown-up It's a grown-up 90s grown movie. It and is. it's like three hours long. It is. three. All of these movies Well, are I like watched three hours it, long. Oh, The Fugitive is two and a half, I think. They're all two and a half. Yeah. I think I always nice. forget that Heat is three hours long. I was talking about watching Heat for this thing recently, but that's like a three hour. That's I as like, long as Lord of the Freaking Rings. I'll tell you what I like to do with these movies is break them up into chunks and watch them over a few nights. Oh, yeah, no, no, Make no. Make it a miniseries. I do that, that all the time. Well, The Fugitive, like of that. course, was originally a TV series. Yeah. But I have to say, speaking of anagram names... We got two really – we got actually a bunch of good anagram names in these movies because Cosmo Renfro is Joe Pantaleano's character's name in The Fugitive. And then in The Firm, we have Avery Tolar. Come on. <laughs> That's an anagram. Yeah. What's it an anagram What is an for? anagram of? Somebody, somebody run that for us. Yes, please. I didn't like Scent of a Woman. When did you see it? Like when it came out, I okay. think. I think you and Emily maybe maybe both saw it when it I came saw out. It, yeah. I don't think I saw it. I think I saw it after it came out. It was on video. But I, was, VHS. I was young, but I saw it again. I was like in eighth grade. Yeah, yeah, as a teenager, yeah. I saw it again. You saw it in the 90s. Yeah, yeah I saw it, it in the late 90s. And it won a bunch of Oscars, right? Well, definitely. Um, Pacino was. Pacino won yeah. an Oscar, and I think it was nom. I, I think he won, but I don't know. I think it was nominated, but I don't know if it won. Uh, I enjoyed it, everybody. <laughs> I had never seen it before. And it was very, he says hua like seven different ways. <laughs> he only says it 10 times in the movie. No, it feels like so many more. But each time he know. says it like hua. <laughs> it can mean different things. Yeah. Uh, and it makes more sense in the context of the movie because he's a colonel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's saying like ura. I had oh, forgotten right. how he went blind. Which he went blind juggling grenades. Juggling sorry, grenades. spoiler alert yeah, for sorry, Scent of yeah, a Woman. Yeah, yeah. It was just a much weirder and darker and stranger movie than I expected in mm-hmm. every possible way. Uh, Scent of a Woman was a remake also, right? It was, a, was, it? It was based yeah. on an Italian novel, but uh, apparently No, has. I think it was an, also made into a, I think it was an Italian an movie. An Italian movie? In the 70s, I thought. Um, everything... I also was always grossed out. Like, the idea... The scent of a woman. It's a bad name for a movie. But he's supposed to be gross. I he's know. not supposed to be like, it's not supposed to be romantic. He's like an old perv and he's like a horrible person and it's funny. But yeah. I, I think there was the implication that you were supposed to like be kind of charmed by him. Yeah, totally. I was charmed by him when he was like, you ever just put your face in a woman's hair and die in it? <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> no, thanks. Uh, also, I'm going to up my hot take, which is um, watching The Fugitive. I was like, wow, like most people really rooting for Harrison Ford in this movie. I'm rooting for Tommy Lee Jones. Really? Yeah. Were you rooting for the one-armed man also? No, I'm not rooting for the one. The one-armed man, he had like a weird career thing. He was in Star Trek, which I hmm. was like, huh. Wait, oh, who is yeah. he on Star Trek? I don't remember. His The actor's name Trek? is Andreas Katsoulis. He was in like a few of them, I huh. think. Um, like a few different iterations of Star Trek. I, I, I went deep. I was like, oh, I need to know everything about the future. <laughs> because I'd seen it... Like, I, I had watched it and kind of, like, not the mindset of paying much attention to it before because I find it a very, like, comforting movie. These are all comfort food movies mm-hmm. in yeah. some way. But, you like, the most ridiculous on. scene in The Fugitive is when Celia Ward... It's, like, the flashback of, like, Celia Ward tossing rose petals in, like, a path up the stairs when Harrison... Dr. Kimball is at his, like, benefit and she goes home early and she's like, oh, wait up. And then she does the whole, like, roses thing. And I love, like, seeing a woman in that trope of the, yeah, like, yeah. Meg is so ridiculous. Uh, grown up shit. Does he miss it's it from the shit. benefit? Oh, Molly. I forgot. I... It's been a spoiler alert. She leads the, she has the rose trail up to the bedroom. She's in the bedroom when our man comes in. 
he starts murdering her. Harrison Ford comes home. Ends oh, up that's in a who killed his wife. The one man. Killed his wife. It's really been a while since it's you've see, seen the fugitive. No, but again, it's like these are putting '90s memes in context. Yeah, you know, right, like yeah. we all know who are. Yeah. We all know the one-armed man. It wasn't me. It was the one-armed man. All these things. They just now they make sense. I feel like I knew the firm from the rap supergroup, the firm. Ha! Huh. You know? <laughs> yeah, of course. I didn't realize the firm was crooked, and that yeah. was the whole thing. But also, in the end, in the firm. They like all they really do is overcharge rich people, which is really not that bad. Yeah, exactly. Possibly good, even. I don't know. the The best thing about the firm is that it it is like it has more plot than any movie ever. Like you forget every. There are so many important characters in the firm. There's like a billion side characters. Emily, There's a have billion you ever seen side the characters. Firm? I've never seen oh, it. Oh, you should watch it. <gasps> no, you well, would they love just it. actually. I started watch. This is the downfall of my style. I started watching it on Hulu, and then on February first, they took it off. Oh, so no. I had to buy it oh. to watch the rest of it, which yeah. I did. Um, a fine, a fine film. Well, I feel like that like zillion plot thing is something I remember a lot from movies that were like for grownups. When Adapted I was a, from yeah. novels. Yeah, yeah, and it was like, and I remember thinking, how does anybody write something like this? How does anybody like keep all this stuff in check? <laughs> and now they don't do it. They just don't. No, they anymore. don't do it. Like yeah. <laughs> they just. Well, now they're just like if an idiot can't understand this. Right. Right. <laughs> um, the firm is very complex. It is. Huh. And it's like certain things I feel like are not – they don't provide any follow-through. There's like some red herring plot things in there where you are like really spending a lot of mental Ooh, like attention. What? I'm trying to remember. I was like looking back at – I think I looked at like the Ebert review or whatever <laughs> um, from – when is it? From 93. So it's weird too because both The Fugitive and The Firm came out in 93, which mm. is like – Yeah, these movies are all just like no CGI. Yeah. Just like a bunch of grown-ups and yeah. Chris O'Donnell it's sometimes. Like dad has his solo movie night that he goes <laughs> exactly. to the theater. Movies for dads. Yeah. Now, like I would say dads my, like my us. mom was way more into these movies than my that's, dad. Well, that's why I say dads like us. Yeah, exactly. Dads yeah. like us. You know. um, <laughs> dads like us. <laughs> I guess it's less Put that, that they're red earrings and it's more that you you invest all this. I mean, it's like the minutia. There's a, well, it's, it feels like it's based on a novel and like it's condensing a lot of things from a novel. Right. Like you're going down this not. path. I thought it was. It is. It oh, is. It is. OK. Yeah, but it, it has that feeling where you're like, this probably was like 300 more pages. And here they're making it like a 10 minute part of the movie. But exactly. there is a whole like side thing involving uh, David Strathairn. And Holly Hunter yeah, as like I thought it was wasn't it Gary Busey? He's also involved. Yeah, he's involved too. And <laughs> Holly, Holly Hunter's like the Holly secretary. Hunter's in the movie for five minutes, but oh, it's wow. the greatest five minutes of your life. Well, in the she Fugitive was already, like, too. Ja- so Jane Lynch is in the Fugitive, which like what as like okay. a doctor, and Julianne Moore. Oh, yeah, Julianne Moore is like she's billed up there, but then she doesn't come into the movie until the very end, Weird. where it's like she would basically it's like a guest star on ER type role, where she's like. He has a broken She's sternum. a doctor. She's literally yeah, she's the doctor, doctor who's like... And then she's like, that guy saved that boy's life. And they're like, oh Kimball? And then don't He's they like the wheel him away on the thing and somebody like chases him on the hospital court? But Harrison Ford is in the hospital and he's shaved so nobody's recognizing him as Kimball. And he's just like, I'm a janitor. And they're like, here, take this uh, boy yes. up he to the... He steals a janitor's thing. outfit. I remember this. I saw yep. that movie for the first time like two years ago. It's so good. It was good. But yeah, being on a, on a plane, watching a movie... It's pretty great. Watch three in a row. Yeah. I, I also wa- told Molly I watched Beautiful Boy. and Really? Uh, I haven't I even did. watched Beautiful Boy. Well, let Beautiful me tell Boy. you this. Guys, 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 I was guys. watching, yeah. I was watching Beautiful Boy and like 25 minutes in, my mind was wandering. It's a good movie, but I, my mind started wandering and I was just like, God, you know, I think I'm like clinically depressed. I was like, this, this trip has really made me re- realize like... I'm like on the way there and I'm just like this trip already has made me realize I was like I think like I don't even know like I've never felt this sad like this is awful and didn't connect it at all to the fact that I was watching a movie that is so depressing yeah and then I turned on can you ever forgive me <laughs> I was like I'm not depressed I was why I couldn't because normally you watch like a, a depressing movie exactly it's like watching a depressing movie at home like you just are like in your but on the but, plane you're like riveted yeah it, you're really you in the world can you ever forgive me depressing I find no. it it's, it's I dark it was, it, it's dark but it's like really funny I, I'm like not gonna see Beautiful Boy until somebody forces me to or I have to for work because yeah. it's just like like, why would I put myself through that? And there's, like, four movies this year about 
like white boys with drug problems and their parents are worried about them. And it's just like, wait, what are the other ones? Ben is back is okay. Lucas Hedges uh-huh. and his mom is Julia Roberts. Mm-hmm. And then there's another one that I'm forgetting about. Uh, there's like three. There's too um, many. Yeah, there's too many. There's yeah. just a lot. And they're all like. It's all, they're like movies about the opioid crisis, but like from a really privileged uh, place. Yes, yeah. So, remember yeah. in traffic when they smoke meth in the first scene? Mm-hmm. I remember being like, this is crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, you guys, I, I remember there's one movie that I saw at Sundance that I want to talk to you about. Sure. And I, I, I told you a little bit about this over text, but um, there's a movie there called Mope that is about uh, this incident in 2009. In the valley, where a aspiring male porn star um, yes. murdered a bunch of people at like a really like a very low rent studio with a samurai sword, and then jumped off a cliff. Um, and it is like the story of that. <laughs> wow! Really, it had this guy. Oh, now I'm going to forget the name of the actor. Did you guys ever watch Misfits? No. Like the tall, like in, I think the first season. Oh, so like it's not like, a documentary. No, 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 no. Oh, it's, it's a dr- it's dramatized. Yeah. So it's like a super semi modern day, like scuzzed out, like boogie nights, basically, except without the success yeah. and with mur- more murder. Oh. Um, <laughs> but it's like I think that it was like an imperfect film, but it was uh, it did the thing of like we're gonna be bright shining stars one day because it was like this broken friendship between these two guys who wanted to like become stars in the porn industry as like the Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker of porn like they because it was like this Asian guy and this black guy and they wanted to be like they wanted to do like buddy porn movies together but they apparently were just terrible like they were very bad at their job and then one of them lost his mind but uh, it was that sounds so this honestly this movie sounds so depressing it is pretty depressing (laughs) like it's pretty gross but it's only watching upbeat comedies honestly about people who don't know their cast that's like one of the most upsetting things in any movie it was very, very upsetting. The cat thing. And I have to say, though, me? so full disclosure, my mom is in Can You Ever Forgive Me did not influence me loving this movie. In fact, I had a screener of it and didn't watch it for a long time. I'm sorry, mom. I have other stuff to do. Uh, but... The cat thing, I have a very, very old cat. And when she was talking about her old cat and then she was like, he's 12, I was like, oh, get over yourself. I was like, <laughs> they're really aging down this. This cat should have been a 25-year-old cat the way that this cat was, like refusing to eat the shrimp, needing like right. 17 different medications. Oh. I know Molly. Yeah, tread lightly. It's hard for me. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. There's a kitten at the end. There was a cat in Velvet Buzzsaw that I was sure was going to get it, and it doesn't. It's one of the only ones that's spared because it doesn't try to profit off art. They right, don't kick right. The cat. Cats are okay. <laughs> yeah. So last night, uh, I'm, I'm in Los Angeles, and one of my uh, favorite things to do visiting Los Angeles is to go to Wee Spa, the Korean spa. And we actually got, like, a big group to go there uh, last night, um, a, a few of our mutual friends, Molly Molly and I. And um, it was one of the longest periods of time I've spent at Wee Spa because I think we were there for about five or six hours in total. But it the time feels... just sort of melts. Tess, have you ever been to Wee Spa? No, I'm a never nude. Well, <laughs> I feel like you would change your mind in this context. I don't think so. <laughs> well, sometimes somebody comes in wearing a swimsuit and everybody just gives them the stink eye. That's why I'm not seeing it. Molly's been pushing Wee Spa. I, I would have been tempted because you guys were going, but I I had just gotten off a plane. But uh, It's you, great after a plane. I just, you're I'm all a never nude. I'm, I'm like, I, you know, it's buy okay. me dinner first. <laughs> <laughs> I well, would, though. She, There's yeah. a cafe. Molly, yeah, and Molly far. met a friend outside of, did. of Wee Spa uh, who brought her really, own crab. Yeah, no. I made a really good friend outside. She was like a glamorous lady. Yeah. Uh-huh. And she was like, just started talking to me, and she was. She was eating. from Mount Shasta. Or she something. well, she was like, oh, you know, I've never been to this spa before. I'm used to the Mount Shasta, the more luxurious spas. Um, <laughs> but she was eating a whole Dungeness crab that she was like, oh, Whole Foods is having this great sale on crab. I bought Ooh. a whole crab. I will say that friend of the podcast Andrew T often eats a whole crab as a meal. And I respect it so hard. It's amazing. Yeah. He was like, you know that thing where you have all those crab shells in your freezer that you use to make crab stock from all the crabs you ate for lunch? And I was like, no. Sure. Where does Andrew get his crabs? From a side note. Uh, I think maybe Harbor Seafood, one of the big okay. seafood markets. He will correct me on what it actually is yeah. when he hears this. Anyway, 
Um, Check it yes. out. We went, but we went to Wee Spa. So that was just like the amuse bouche for yeah. our, our our Wee Spa experience. Um, but uh, one of the great things at the Korean spas, I, I think you know, several of them do this, but in the dry sauna and in some of the other areas as well, um, they have a TV on um, and they have it turned to like KBS or like whatever, like the Korean American TV um, station, and they happened to be playing. The Korean mask singer on the TV, uh, which we were shocked to learn is very different. Totally different. We speculated about it on this show a few weeks ago because the American version is very steampunk. It's very Rococo. But the Korean version, the original version, turns out to be much more lo fi. It's like these paper masks. The, the one that I watched, it was, it was, uh, they were two Disney princesses. Also, the copyright feels a little bit that like, part. Shaky. Also, I was like, oh, Disney princesses, yeah, they are just going for it because it's yeah. very clearly that's what it is. But it was like, um, it was a, it was a Jasmine versus Belle, and they were wearing these masks that are like. They're very upsetting. They're two-dimensional, like, <laughs> two V for Vendetta yeah. masks. They're flat, like, paper masks, and the mouths are, like, huge, like, like Riddler smiles. They're like, terrifying. Like, uh, They're and, scarier because it's, like, it's like a full-body costume on the American yeah. version, but on the Korean version, it's like you're wearing a dress, a costume, a costume of dress. the person that you're being. And so the other the one I saw was John Lennon versus Pavarotti. <laughs> so uh. weird, but the mouth is, I think, the upsetting thing because it's like you can't. Yeah. I'm doing like a huge mouth it's thing. Open. It's a gaping a screen. Maw. It's a screen so that because they hold the microphone. I think in the American one they have mics inside of yeah. the mask, but this one they just hold them a mic, and so they have to like be able to project through this gaping maw hole. Um, it's very. But so you guys liked this? Yeah, it was great. <laughs> it was pretty great. But it did make me think, like, because the people that I ended up being, like, when one of them got unmasked, it was like, oh, she was in some pop group from a few yeah, years ago. Yeah, we were ago. saying, like, it made more sense because it was all, like, singers, mostly, it seemed like. Right. And, and they on the were, American version, it's like Tory Spelling, like, people right. that don't, that aren't singers. They're but there's such a D-listers. Yeah, but there's such a backlog of, of former pop stars in Korea because, mm-hmm. like, they go through these groups so fast because they have to, like, go for their military training. So there's, like, an end date. There's, like, a four-year, five-year period for all these groups. And so there's, like, a zillion people it could be, like, who's like, oh, I remember that person who, like, doesn't sing in a group anymore. But, yeah. like, I remember that they had this song or something, uh, which is, like, a, a much different set of circumstances with which to, like, have possible mystery singers like because there's so many mystery singers in korea i feel like uh yeah it was it was really interesting uh and it was in the sauna it was in the sauna (laughs) and it was just like the the best thing to watch when you're like through half-lidded eyes when you're just like sweating out everything and it was at the same time we were there during the um during the super bowl so it was also the best thing to be watching instead of the Super Bowl. Yeah, I was trying to miss the whole Super Bowl. Because then, of the Saints? No, just because. Fuck because of the football. Sa- yeah. Kaepernick, Except Kaepernick. for the Saints. And all that stuff. Is, I don't like yeah. football, but you. But this year I did feel like very invested in what happened with the Saints. I know the Saints the got robbery. screwed. Yeah. But uh, ultimately... Well, and it's so weird. Apparently, they had the lowest ratings ever this year. And it was like, because it was like the first season with the Rams. I feel like somebody was saying, oh, like you're going to Los Angeles to the Super Bowl. There'll be so many like. No, nobody cares about the Rams in Los Angeles. They just got moved here. And there's so many more. a new stadium in Inglewood that's like displacing a lot of residents. No, everybody hates it. But also, like, there are more Patriots fans here because everybody moves here from Boston. (laughs) Guess where those people can go? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Ship it off. Um, Yep. So anyway, uh, no, no to football. Uh, I feel like I did my time with football. Well, I then I saw off the Super Bowl on the co-ed floor, and I was like, "Ugh, now there's like," and there were like all these dudes there to watch the Super Bowl, and I was like, "Stop ruining my spa experience!" Yeah. Oh no, it's like the best place to watch because nobody was making any noise. No, there. but I went in the clay ball spa, which is like the spa with a million tiny clay balls that you roll which out. Some in. kids like took a bunch of the clay balls and dumped them all over the floor, <laughs> and then they were throwing them at people. Uh, it was not. It was not cool. There was just like everybody was just like laying back in the sauna watching the Super Bowl. And I was like, this sucks. (laughs) And there was no way to face that you weren't facing that TV. And I was like, ugh. 
<laughs> don't bring me into reality. I come here to be like away from reality right. for five to six hours at a time. I don't know. I was like, if there's any if there's any environment in which to watch that, I would like it to be without the sound and in a sauna. Like, just like it's happening off to the side. <laughs> yeah. I don't need to like build a party around it. Uh, but it was great. Uh, we saw a minor Bravo celebrity um, at the Wee Spa who Emily we won't name. Gasped for, I when gasped when she saw this Bravo celebrity. So loud. And this is not a person that anybody thinks that I would be gasping about. It's not a person on a, on a, sh- a current show nor a recent show. But you guys are uh, going to respect <laughs> spa policy. Yeah, we're and not, not going to we're person. not going to say who it was, but I'll just say that I was very excited. That's you were it. very excited. And <laughs> <laughs> well, I was saying the only people the that other I actually top, the other topics about. in today's episode might provide a hint. Right, yes. Ask um, who this Bravo celebrity If was. you know me, you probably know who it is. The, yeah, the only people I've like genuinely freaked out about seeing in public were this person and uh uh, this actor who's on. Do you guys watch Search Search Party? No. Um, he plays like Aaliyah Shawkat's boyfriend. His name's John Reynolds, and he's just like somehow the most low key funny person I've ever seen on a show. Like, I mean, and he's on a show with like John Early and people who are like legitimately hilarious. But there's something about him that I just find to be so I don't know what it is, just so funny. And I saw him at a party at Sundance last year, and I did the full-on thing that I never do with anybody, where I was like, can I take a selfie with you? (laughs) I had, like, had a couple drinks, and I was like, I have to send it to my fiancé. I got really excited to see local celebrity Dennis Woodruff uh, after the podcast. Was it last week, two weeks ago? Recently, um, on Melrose, uh, who is a guy who makes his own movies and drives around in a car advertising those movies that he makes. Is that the yes. big the big trash car? Yeah. Okay. He has pared yeah. it down. Oh. Um he but it I didn't even recognize him at first. He came in, I was in the Starbucks, uh, and he came in and was like going around just asking people like, Hey, do you are you a stoner? Are you then just going up to people? And he came up to me and he's like, Are you a stoner? And I was like impulsive instinctively like, Well yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He was like, well, you got to check out my new movie channel for stoners. I believe it's called stonermovies.com. Amazing. Um, and then I was like, what's your name? And he's like, Dennis. And I was like, wait, are you Dennis Woodruff? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen you in years. And I was so excited. So maybe we'll get him on the podcast sometime. Yeah, that would be awesome. Um, he made a movie about aliens. And oh, then great. he told me he had an abduction experience. Maybe he'll wish oh, to share uh, with us. Oh, yes, 100%. On. Please come <laughs> yeah. on the show. But I was, that was the person who I was like, he's sort of like the male Angeline. Right, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then when I looked it up, I found out, this is very Who Weekly content. Um, shout out Who Weekly. Uh he, I found out that Fergie and Josh Duhamel once went, once went as Angeline and Dennis Woodruff to a party. Are you kidding oh, me? Wow. That Halloween. makes me love. I know their stuff made just me shot more, up. Made Wait. me mourn their love. Yeah, that's like night. I, I just know. I just flipped on them entirely. <laughs> <laughs> Holy cow! Uh, there is an Angeline billboard uh, by where I'm staying in Hollywood, and I I don't think I've seen one like so prominent and illustrious. Yep. In it's a, really a new long one. Time. It's great. It's a new one. Guys, yeah. I don't want to boast. But I did park next to Angeline three weeks ago <gasps> at Gelson's. I parked right next to my beat up Camry, and I was so excited. That and I waved at her, and she waved back. Oh, and then my daughter God. waved her, yeah! and she waved to my daughter. And then my daughter was like, "When I grow up, I want a pink car just like oh, that." Yes, like, don't yes, we you do. all? You you too can be like Angeline, but not that much like Angeline. Blessed by the angel of Hollywood. Exactly. Wow. It was That's at the the Galston, the, the former Mayfair in Franklin Village. That's that where it is all Galston happens. She frequents. Yes. That's so great. Well, um, I think that does it for this week's night call. When you hear this, it'll be after our um, our uh, DJ show at uh, Gold Diggers. But pff, thank you for coming. <laughs> if you came out, it was so good to see. It you was guys. great to meet everybody. What a fun time! Just subscribe to our show on iTunes if you have not already. Uh, follow us on Instagram at Night Call Podcast, Twitter Night Call Pod, and Facebook at Night Call Podcast. Also, please give us your stories. Yeah. Give us your pictures of airplane stairs. Give us your thoughts about your favorite 90s movie for 
dads like us at pigeon two, stories, pigeon pigeon, pigeon lice let's, stories. Let's be nice to pigeons, okay? Because like I really I respect them so now much. they're my they're, I respect they're my people the now. birds so much because I've had a couple of bird encounters recently. We can talk about this next they're week. Smarter we were, than we thought. I'm I'm actually I it really like me like the Fergie and Josh Duhamel thing. This experience, I was like, I actually do like birds. a newfound Duhamel. Duhamel. It's like Bechamel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I assume. Bechamel. Right. Yeah. Give us a call, 24046-NIGHT, or an email at nightcallpodcast at gmail.com, and we'll see you next time. See you next Bye. time. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose treat, cure, or prevent any disease. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.